1: Hello
2: and welcome once again to the AFA podcast, the official podcast for animationforadults.com. Thank you everyone for joining us for episode 91. This is going to be a very uh, special episode for us to cover today because it is going to be focusing on the discussion of The Breadwinner, a film that just came out this past Friday, directed by Nora Toomey, uh, created by Cartoon Saloon, and officially produced by uh, G-Kids Films. It was We had the opportunity to see it and uh, both myself, Chris, Yvonne, and Dan were able to get together and have a discussion in regards to our thoughts in the film and just wanted to be able to share that with you guys today, so we'll get right to it.
3: When I was young, Peruana, I knew what peace felt like. Stories remain in our hearts even when all else is gone. Peruana, were you listening at all?
1: Yes, Papa. Why is this girl not yet home? She should cover herself properly.
3: Maybe you should stop looking at her. I can have you killed! I think business will pick up.
1: If there are women present, cover yourself now! Where is he being taken? To prison. Papa.
2: It will be all right. So we're going to move right along, and we're going to go into our main topic for the day, which is Naotomi's The Breadwinner. Since we've all had an opportunity to watch it, we're very excited to talk about it. Uh, Yvonne, I believe you went and uh, actually were able to see this in a panel. So look forward to hearing your thoughts on that. So you want to start us off with talking about the panel?
0: Yeah, actually, uh, it wasn't a panel. It was um, an invitational um, oh. industry screening. Sorry. At, uh... No no <laughs> no, there was't, but it it was great. it was a uh, nice little space <laughs> the Magno theater or around uh forty sixth street was really great we I've been there before it's a uh, cozy little spot <laughs> uh, anyway um yeah, beautiful film, and um, uh, I'm actually working on the posts uh now um should have that to you guys soon, but uh yeah, really uh beautiful film i mean i I have mine sort of uh thoughts about. Um, the themes that i um see running through it it's a pare-down version of a story that was actually for middle schoolers it's a uh, part of a three-part trilogy and um and i i read part of that as well i didn't i haven't finished the second two books but that's worth picking up as well
2: <laughs> yeah do you want really, to share your um... thoughts on that before we move on to the film
0: um, it's it's difficult to put down once you you pick up the book it's worth uh it's a worthwhile read for everyone um especially young girls but really uh, it's uh yeah it's just worthwhile uh, terrific character development and um well I mean, they don't spend too much time sort of talking in a lot of like um it's not very visually descriptive which is interesting it's an interesting adaptation, honestly to com- compare the two um the source material with the the film because there are some departures from the original text obviously, but I I really love what uh, Cartoon Saloon did with this did with the story and uh, sort of the integration of, um, it became sort of a a different type of um, story about story, you know um, which also incorporated this uh, uh, real life events Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: certainly, it was very, uh, very tense. I know I mentioned in the previous, uh, previous episode of the podcast that we have up on the website. Um, I uh, had recently come back from the London Film Festival, and I had had an opportunity to see it. Uh, Dan and I had kind of already gone over our um, initial thoughts of the film, but yeah, the word one word that I would describe the the cartoon saloon adaptation of this story is intense. It mm-hmm. is a very, very intense movie. When it comes, I mean, obviously it has its down moments and it has its more, you know, kind of like just tense moments, but it's like, it's, it's, it almost felt like a roller coaster ride the first way through. And I did have an opportunity to, uh, before this episode uh, began, to have an opportunity to rewatch it. And it is interesting, like, to see how much, I mean, obviously it didn't feel as like, you know, I wasn't gripped by, you know, not knowing what was going to happen, but still it was like, you know, when the, the tense moments happened, it was still very much, you know, edge of my seat, kind of like, ugh. Which is interesting. You'd think that most of it on the viewing, it would be the second viewing would be gone, but it's still no, it's still there.
0: Well, still intense. Yeah, I mean the thing that's great about it is it really. It, I mean, it's a perfect example of how you can use animation to describe anything. So, um, and and Cartoon Saloon does such a wonderful job of, uh, you know, capturing. They use such natural acting um, moments in their animation. And then, you know, interlaced within the the story is sort of that secondary tale um, that's done in a different style, and oh, um, yeah. and that's much more fantastic, you know. So you have the, these two elements kind of intertwined. And and although I have looked at um, I haven't found too much written about it so far. I mean, I'm writing something about it, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, you know, you could say that that maybe you know, there are breaks in the narrative or, or maybe I don't want to go into too much detail. I know, but, um, uh, but honestly, you know, you have moments in time, um, that are then punctuated by, um, really, you know, beautiful composition and coloring and, Mm -hmm. you know, really natural human moments and then, and fantastic story, um, or fantastic fantastical, is it a word? Fantastic story or, or um, a tale sort of created almost on the fly within the film. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's beautiful. I, I loved the film um, all in all. I, I thought it was really well done. And, and uh, yeah, another um, another beautiful film from Cartoon Saloon. <laughs> yep, definitely. But
1: so very different from their other films, which is, you know. Sort of. I, well, I mean. It, I mean it, it,
0: I mean, sort of. I does, but doesn't it really? It's still, it marries those elements, same kind of elements that uh, that uh, like Secret Kells sort of does as well, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm. I mean, well, I'm really talking in quite a um, <laughs> quite a superficial way. In the, you know, they've gone from like, oh, the fantasy, everything of. Of mystical island and things like that and then it's a a you know it's a based in reality (laughs) story um and it's drama as well it's um
3: i think there's drama in like song of the sea but the thing that struck me the most about breadwinner is um from very early on like didn't feel safe yeah and that was the new element for me where I was really shocked at how, uh, you know, they didn't shave edges off uh, just how brutal life was um, in like the day to day. I found that just really, um, really powerful and arresting and commendable that they really followed through on a lot of it. I, do, I haven't read the the book upon which it's based but I was really quite shocked at just how brutal the world was
1: yeah it's very honest and this, I think there was just a point where you go oh there's this is a cartoon saloon film where people have guns and that just seems weird <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's true that's true yeah that's true mm-hmm. I, yeah that's really true but I, I, I don't know it, it's a uh... You know, I, I think in part it's because I've been, like, sort of working on... Uh, I'm sort of uh, I'm thinking about it in the abstract a little bit. Um, but, yeah, no, that's true. There was a sense of sort of, of raw reality. But, and, but Cartoon Saloon is so good, again, with the, type, the sort of style of animation that they do, capturing those um, really human moments. It's uh, It makes sense. It, it, it didn't seem... It didn't seem like uh, very divorced from what they generally do. You know, it's just like they're leaning heavier on reality. And then also, you know what it reminded me of? Did you guys ever hear this podcast? There was a podcast. um, uh, Was it even a podcast? Maybe it was a radio show on NPR or something. Anyway, there was a story about um, these uh, Girl Scouts who um, were able to serve. There were memories of a Girl Scout um, in her adulthood and in her youth, they maybe weren't called Girl Scouts, but they survived um, uh, an internment camp uh, for years, and they did it through story and song. And um, and it ha- it sort of reminded me of that, just in that they, you know, they they talk in the film, and this is where it's a little bit divorced, but not really. I mean, I don't know. They talked about sort of in the film, you know, the, the story in the film at least that tale that sort of intertwined became something that, uh, was a salve that, um, was, you know, emboldened the characters that helped them sort of survive a situation, Mm. you know, Mm. and then almost becomes like sort of, uh, a testament, you know, to the human spirit. And at one point even becomes kind of an incantation, right. As she's trying to survive moment to moment. And, um, and that really rings, you know, sort of loud and, and true to me. And, and and I think that that is sort of what makes me want to, seems like a natural tie-in to some of their earlier movies. I think that they see the power of a story, you know, in the mythology. To do that.
3: Yeah. The, the way I thought that they they um, they departed from that, maybe, was that it wasn't tidy. Like, it wasn't naturally obvious moment to moment how the story was reflecting her life or where the story was coming from. Um, Or even like, you know, um, in the tidiest sense, like what it was about. Like, I can't actually, Oh no, it's great. I loved it. And, (laughs) and actually for me, that was one of the most exciting things about the film is that um, it was, made so confidently that, um, it was okay with not having, um, I, I guess like the word would be like a conceit, like, you know, at the end when you, when it, when the credits start rolling, you go, oh, it was about this one thing. And it's about like so many different things. And that for me was, um, yeah, one of, the most exciting things about
0: the film no it's true and and, and yeah no it's true it, yeah it wasn't tight and it, it sort of followed along what was happening in life i mean again it was just about you know um using using story for survival i, I mean i mean i don't know mm. I'm back to that in my mind you know like even um in some of the most intense moments it's like Her version of the story, as it's being created, um, the fairy tale portion that is sort of interwoven, um, is almost like sort of created to embolden and created, like I said, like almost as an incantation, Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) in order
0: to push the events in reality forward. Even though, you know, like what other form, what other sort of medium could you be successful at sort of showing that in? I don't know. It's it's almost like very story.
2: Yeah, no, you're right. You're completely right. Is it's you know it is like you're experiencing a moving storybook, which is you know animation is the best suited for, you know that particular kind of narrative because it is so you know intertwined with that particular brand of storytelling, which is what was what we were seeing.
1: Mm.
3: It reminds me a little bit of um... oh god, I... I. I, I think it might be Ebert who said this about Grave of the Fireflies um, he said like it's, it's kind of more powerful because in animation it's like one step removed from reality and you're dealing with the world of ideas and he said like he said this of Grave of the Fireflies that the reason the image of the little girl starving gets you is because it's the idea of a little girl who's starving it's like um it's like more poetic basically mm, and that's interesting. i for some reason that um that quote like popped into my head when i was watching the film particularly when um uh when anyone in the family uh was like ill or hurt um it just hurt that much more because uh, it could have been anyone, and it wasn't like an actor portraying this this thing um like an injury or an illness with makeup and you know everything else it was yeah. Yeah. it was like a, a a sketch like an idea
0: you know what I love too, and it's something that was um uh, something that was sort of interjected by a cartoon saloon um, and separate from the tale in the story is the, um, the family dynamic you know even though they've been uh, you know they're living in uh, close quarters uh, but the family dynamic and especially between the two sisters <laughs> mm-hmm. there was just some that magical a couple of really magical moments. Um, that couldn't really... Can we go into detail? I don't know. I'm, like, holding myself back. <laughs> no, that's okay. No, I think I know what you're referring to, at least partially. So um,
2: I guess we just want to make sure we had, a, like, our, like, our, like, you know, general opinions, but I think I know what, you're, what scene you're referring to. But it's just, you know, yeah. not the typical sort of scenes or, like, that you would normally see in, you know, a general film in terms of sibling relationships. It's, like, where they're mm. almost always fighting, but we have well, moments where there's some understanding yeah. there.
3: Can can we so pull back the spoiler curtain, you know? maybe? Because yeah. I don't know what you're talking about.
2: <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> I maybe kind of need it
3: explicitly said.
2: Maybe I'm just a bad communicator. Sorry about that, everyone. No, 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 no,
3: no, you're, no, you're not. I just, I, I just need like I'm my hand. myself back. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, my hands. <laughs> okay, fair I Really
0: liked
2: it. No. <laughs> no. yeah, I definitely picked up on that. Chris, did you have anything to say, in general, in the general scope before we move on? Are we just gonna just go ahead and let that spoiler curtain.
1: Well, um, I was, I was just thinking how um, what you're saying about the family dynamic and everything—that is one way that it does feel more like uh, Cartoon Saloon's other stuff yeah. a bit. Um, even though, again, it, to me, it, you know, if because it just like the setting and everything, it does, it does feel very different from there are other films but um i think it is i think it is a fantastic film i think it is um it's very it's very mature storytelling and it's uh, i think it's it's the kind of animated film that doesn't really get made in the west very often i mean mm-hmm. you it, like the things that i think to compare it to are mo- are things like um things like uh, in this corner of the world and um uh, Grave of Fireflies and stuff rather than general western animated features and I think this might maybe change some minds hopefully <laughs> about the fact that well it's appropriate they played playing animation is film because I think you know it shows people animation is film <laughs> fair enough <laughs> really uh, you know and this is this is a this is a proper film and we right. know that animation can be a proper film, but a lot of people still think, "Oh, animation is is for kids and stuff." Yeah, and you, you is, don't want
2: don't want showing this to your little ones for sure.
1: Uh, this, I mean, that's something we we can talk about. Well, I, I, sti- yeah. I think you know this is still this is still a film for young audiences as well of a certain Definitely. over a certain point, not very young. Yeah. Well, the
0: kid, the books are for middle schoolers. Middle schoolers, How, yeah, that would be for that.
1: Let, let mm. me ask, what What is middle school? What age that's, is that? Uh,
0: below age twelve.
3: Okay. So All right. That's a fair point. We We uh, I had a discussion with some people uh, after the film. We pretty much reckon like around ten is like mm. the absolute mm. earliest. You could not only just like show this film to kids and have them uh not be bored or like traumatised by it. Um uh but like for it to actually have an impact and for them to understand it, I don't think if you're younger than ten, I don't think it's mm. for you. So the the rating that it got in the UK was a twelve, which it, I think it actually is about, a twelve. Yeah, I think that's about right.
1: I knew it was PG thirteen in America, but I wasn't sure if it was going to be twelve or PG for uh, as yeah. as I know
3: it was. Um, it was uh, rated by the BBFC for the film. Oh wow! Well.
1: Wow, that is quite a <laughs> quite a big deal. Because <laughs> you know, even things a lot like Grave Fireflies is PG, isn't it?
3: Yeah, and uh, like the lot, like The Wind Rises was a mm. PG. It was 13, no keys. A PG, 13, then you, yeah, yeah.
1: You have to do quite a lot to get like a twelve-rated animation
3: in the I think, UK, it, I think in this corner of the world was a twelve.
1: Is it? I thought it was P- PG. Maybe. I, I got my disc. It's got rating on it. I don't know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think because I'm of the um, the uh, the stuff at the ending, maybe maybe pushed oh, it okay. into a twelve, Chris. Yeah. Okay.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, but I, I think I think twelve is a suitable rating for <laughs> for this film. Breadwinner, yes. Uh, yeah. So it, it's really good. It's what you what I was saying. <laughs> so
2: yeah, and support. to specifically go into detail why it has that rating, or specifically why. You know, we, we consider a very good example of mature storytelling. We're going to go ahead and let that spoiler curtain. So, if you plan on watching this movie and you would want to be surprised, then I would suggest stop listening here and then maybe jumping ahead to our water cooler discussion. But for the time being, we're going to let that spoiler curtain. We're going to let Yvonne continue with her point in regards to the two sisters and what they were, how this film demonstrated their relationship. Okay, freedom. Um, (laughs) sorry to hold you back there for
0: a minute um no well you know so they're all sort of living in one room and they um the the father is a teacher or the father is a teacher the mother is a writer um and they've you know been the situation, but they now happen to be all living together in really close close proximity, and so um, within that environment, though, you know, they're having dinner together, and and um, do you remember the joke that s- they sisters start teasing one another? Um, um, the whole um, raisin mole, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that yes. happened, so It was great, and sort of the, really
3: the what Sorry. It the, oh, the mole. mole.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, you have a raisin on your face. It's a mole or something like that. And um, so it sort of like kicks off the, you know, relationship between, <laughs> between them, a sister relationship. And then, um, but in the end, like that w- one moment, which kind of cracks me up, but then the moment where she... Um, decides uh and it's interesting you know in the books actually it's almost a little bit more realistic in a lot of ways like like the mother and older sister have kind of a larger part to play whereas this um film is you know simplified it a bit and and really focused on the main character as the hero and the the mother and the uh sister in particular become a little bit more one-dimensional um but you know in any case uh there's less go- uh, back and forth uh in the film but that moment it, what's different is in the in the film you know the the older sister and the younger sister have a moment together where they kind of decide to cut her hair and it's almost like an unspoken thing i love that, that scene. Together. And it was such a beautiful moment and and that was all <laughs> yeah. you know cartoon saloon um a moment that they're really great at and really kind of um you know yeah, it was beautiful, and, and yeah,
2: that was the uh, scene I was trying to t- describe earlier without trying to give away spoiler. You know, too many spoilers It's basically the fact that we had an you had an unspoken moment between the two sisters where the one yeah. was making you know she'd already made the decision she's going to start cutting her hair, right. but you yeah. just have her sister come from behind her, put her hand on her, and then just reach for the scissors. It's like, yeah, I know what you're doing. I acknowledge it. I support it. I'm going to help you
0: yeah it was really great it was such a great sibling moment and and to mm-hmm. have that prefaced with the um <laughs> the kind of ornery stuff with the mole <laughs> no it yeah it was perfect <laughs> yeah that was perfect yeah
2: i did, think I um,
3: totally the sister uh the other the older sister um was a character that in a way i felt for most because in a in a way she was in one of the hardest situations that she was not physically helpless you know, she wasn't um, uh, disabled or anything like that, but she was useless in the fact that she there's no way she could have passed as a boy, right. and the world that they live they're they're living in under underneath the uh, like the Taliban rule um, prohibits uh, women from even going outside without a chaperone,
0: right and, yeah,
3: and- The thing that, like, actually, you know, I I think shook me more than anything was how really, you know, there was nothing apart from that stopping the older sister from helping. But that was such a huge thing that stood in the way of their lives. Um, It kind of defined their relationship a lot for me.
0: And the, the, I mean, the rules are, are so restrictive. It's just and to the point that it's absurd and you, you just think, mm-hmm. like, why? I mean, what's interesting is I also, my heart kind of went out to the nasty Taliban boy too. And that was mm-hmm. another thing that Cartoon Saloon really, you know, created, you know, um, in a lot of ways. Like, you know, because you, you leave thinking like, well, you know, everyone is restricted and limited by what, you know. Mm-hmm. It really... You, you left the movie feeling like, you know, who are we? What are we?
3: What, what that was we, a really brave stories? idea. Yeah. And I'm so pleased that they did it because, um, you know, it's it, its not really a Hollywood movie, but like, it's like a, yeah. a Western movie, I guess. One of the things that... um is um, a triumph of the film uh, compared to other movies set around this time and around these ideas um, in this part of the world, is it kind of breaks down the barriers of, like, otherizing people. Mm-hmm, and there are, exactly and yes. there are so many, like, like I, I'm trying to not swear, there are so many damn American movies made yeah. set in afghanistan that just like you know play spooky music and have people walking yeah. past the niqabs and it's like
0: and that's the problem and yeah. that's what's happening in, not to get political but that's exactly what's happening in the entire country right yeah. now you know it's that that idea of the other and and that is the problem and and it taps into our lizard brain and and we we then act on fear instead of love basically exactly. and, you know <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. what is guiding thoughts and and, mm-hmm. and what is motivating and and that is you know that is you know sort of it's it's the result of extreme versions of you know reacting with fear and and is is shown in the film. But then you also have compassion for um for everyone in the film. Yeah. You know. so yeah. then You 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 really yeah. You leave wondering. You know what creates you? Like what is nature? What is nurture? And where do our stories come? And who are we as a as a as a Species. Yeah, we see <laughs>
2: that. We see that. In, if, I may, if I may speak specifically here, we see that in, at least there are two scenes where that particularly jumped out at me, and that was um, the scene where um, Pravana and her mom are out and about in the street, and that gentleman, that one uh, guy, finds them, and you know, there's yelling. They're yelling at each other. He's not letting her talk, and then of course she gets hurt. Um, but he does. You know, you see after you get a you know a shot of her on the her on the ground, and he's about to walk away, he's like, you know, you know, I'm, you know, you'll get in big trouble if you're out here, you know, and basically you, you kind of hear his side of the fact like, you know, he's doing this because he's scared of getting in trouble.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Well, that scene where they're they're with the young Taliban uh, boy, and they're like, "You want to be a man? You want to fight?" You yeah, know? and that was like his sort of like raw moment where you just see that he's just a child. Yeah, know? who and, just uh... shot
2: a gun for probably the first time in his life, and after he did that, he's kind of scared of it now. <laughs> Which it was real. It was very real.
1: And uh, I really that... like.
0: Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: the um one bit that's particularly moving is the uh, is the bit where she reads the letter for that oh, that, that guy, guy. yeah, yeah uh, cuz i i think you know at first you're basically you're kind of suspicious of everyone like all the men basically cuz of the way they act and like you you think that he's you know you don't want it. basically cuz she's hiding hiding out in plain sight you don't want her to get found out so you're you're worried, basically, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then then when she reads the story, and you know you see his his humanity or whatever, and then obviously it comes back at the end when he when he comes through for the you know
3: puts himself <laughs> on the line. Yeah,
1: puts himself
2: it's, in harm's it... way mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm.
3: her out. I mean, you, yeah, but ju- you see the humanity in everyone, like. Mm. Pretty much straight away, but you don't trust anyone because mm. because of the woman who uh, because of the um the guy he beats up uh um is it Pavana? Pavana's mum in the street, because he is a victim too in the sense that he is forced to play the role that he's been forced into doesn't mean that he's he's like a safe option. Right, he yeah. he he's putting himself before them, still. Um, and that that's like when when what I mean when I say like the film really presents a world that isn't safe because you can put your trust in someone, but like how long is that gonna last until they, you know, save their own skin? Mm,
2: yeah, especially in that kind of like dire situation.
1: And another way it's like really on on Hollywood is the sort of way that it doesn't like spell things out in the really blatant way like with with the brother um, there's like references to the the older brother who's right. not around anymore, but they don't they at no point do they actually go well this is actually, this is what happened, and everyone's very sad they just um <laughs> right. they they sort of, they you get little bits here and there and and it's enough to put it together with the audience is,
0: yeah much more human uh, mm. i mean the the fa- the parents are so distraught uh, from the death of the oldest brother that uh, they can't even ta- bring themselves to talk about it and um and then i mean the whole secondary tale that interweaves through the the main story about you know the hero which i think now in the film i'm remembering that he has the same he shares the same name as the brother um S- um Solomon or or maybe it was different i, I, I no, you're right. That's um, she, no, that's right. Um, he doesn't okay. have
2: a name to begin with. But um, when Pavana is telling uh, her telling the story to her friend, she her friend insists like, "Oh, well, he's got to have a name, doesn't he?" And the first name that uh, Pavana comes up for him is uh, her brother's name, her older brother's right. name.
0: that's right. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, I hadn't jotted that. I jotted it down, but not completely clear. I couldn't. I don't know. My chicken scratch was not as effective for that. Part. That's okay. That's yeah. all right. <laughs> but, um, writing
2: writing in a, in a movie theater can be a little difficult sometimes. Or at least that's. Oh yeah, what I totally did. do it
0: that way too. I waste so much paper. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, what was I going to say? Uh, um, what was I going to say? Fairy the, tale, um, older brother. Fairy tale, older brother. Um, the th- the whole you know the fact that the hero is chased by something he cannot describe. Um. oh that was like gut-wrenching too you know what i mean it had so much symbolism mm-hmm. um on so many different levels and and you know again if you think about it as more of a, like cultural mythology um it's like what is that story you know what will happen you know in the very end and it, it doesn't you know tie up uh nicely at the end of the story um it's kind of like dan said before it's messy and um mm. it really just is is more of a, a it's almost like that mirror as one of the three items the hero uses becomes, you know, reflects all of humanity in a way Um, and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, not just the reflection of the hero. It's sort of like a part of all of us. It's really interesting, you know. The fact that the sort of um, you know, comments that the hero makes at the end, it's like, what is that for? You know what I mean? And there's a a sadness and, you know, he he like conquers the elephant king, but what does he lose? He's you know, with that sort of uh, what would you even say? Uh, it feels like an incantation. You know, where you, when she's saying, you know, my my um, my father is a teacher, my mother is a writer, mm-hmm. and my sisters always find each other. That's all oh, I remember yeah. because then I died over and over again. And you just think like, oh, it's it, like I have chills right now saying that. Um, you know, it, it you know, what is the point of how does that relate to the story? It doesn't even freaking matter. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, just, it's the like emotional pure significance expression. you
2: pick up on it.
0: The emotional significance yeah. of
2: it you definitely get right away even if you're not entirely 100% sure how it really like how yeah. they it really fits. You, anyone could have a number in terms of interpretations of how it's supposed to fit. Yeah. But I don't think it's really important to try and pin it down exactly because it's everyone who hears the story is going to have a different interpretation.
0: Right. And the thing is, and it really, I mean, and this is why, and I'm a little stuck on this, because this is kind of the theme. Um, I'll just tell you everything I've written down. Okay, sure, fine. <laughs> but, um, but basically, like, <laughs> you know, and in, in, in that moment, um, you know, and a lot of uh, the sort of end portion of the tale, where she's when she's weaving it together, sort of the end, and she's doing it um, to sort of almost soothe herself while she's waiting to see if she's going to see her father, right, her or, or mm-hmm. papa, you know, um, um, at all, you know, or if she's going to flee before night falls. Um, you know, she's she's uh, you know frantically almost finishing the story, you know what I mean? But again, it almost becomes this incantation, so it's just like. You know, uh, story. You know, it informs and it it soothes us and it fortifies us and it. You we use it for celebration and sometimes sometimes you know when it's created on the fly like that it can be. There's almost a magic there. You know. There is tapping into the spirit of uh, our human spirit. Uh, it was a reflection
3: of the human good. spirit.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, because it doesn't like it's it's not a story it's a, it's um I guess in the cartoon saloon uh tradition. It's it's a it's a fairy tale story. It's like a yeah. one that's heavily colored by myth and mm-hmm. um magic. And it doesn't it doesn't make sense like in right. In 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 the harsh logical, uh, like sense of the word, not at um, all. And that's yeah, kind of why it. I think it's perfect. I mean, like I didn't mean yeah. to say the film was messy as like a reflection of like its structure no. or anything like that. No, it's perfect. Because I the just thing is the exactly on
0: its own is 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 silly. Like it doesn't make sense, but neither neither does their situation.
3: Yeah, and, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and and trying. And in a way it's, it's more, um, it's, it's, you know, you're honoring it more by not attempting to find, you know, either end of the bow and tie it up and go, Oh, I've made sense of this now. This is the story is now complete because it very much, I mean, like also because, you know, by its nature being an adaptation, it's, it's um part of a story it's part of a trilogy um but it's it's not complete it's not a complete film and and the fact that i think i mentioned this when we spoke about the film before but the fact that it ends exactly the moment it does um just makes me more confident of saying you know that it is purposefully incomplete and i I love that about it so much
0: I mean, and part of it is that it's a trilogy, but at the same time, when you wrap things up, you can walk away from them comfortably.
3: Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah.
0: And with this, you cannot. And even the fairy tale in the middle is not, it's not comfortable, you know. And, and it shouldn't be. You know, and, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, it's really something else.
2: Though, I will, I do want to make a mention of one thing, like, who else enjoyed the part like where, of how they handled when she was, uh, telling the story to her friend, and then the friend was just kept interjecting different, like, it's like, oh, the thing that was, the scary thing
0: that was chasing him was the horse, this old horse.
3: Yeah. That was just so, yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah.
0: But I tell you, you know, what's interesting about that is because I thought about that a little bit, too, um... Uh, the thing is, the friend's interjection is another sort of example of what we're talking about because (laughs) it may seem like it's totally absurd, but yet that's how he winds up getting the second object. Mm -hmm. So that, you know what I mean? Like, in the end, like, the horse you know what i mean like her interjection is part of the reason mm-hmm. why he winds up getting the net you know which is like the second object the thing that ensnares mm-hmm. and it almost becomes sort of a reflection of like the importance of friendship you know what i mean like it's a yeah bit little bit stretch but it, it yeah you know what else, you know what you know what else i like maybe it's a bit of a stretch i tend to do that but you know um i love doing that <laughs> <laughs> um I really like the sense of weather as well you know um, the really the way that it's part of it was the color of the coloring of the film it's not like there are a ton of like CG special effects or anything but you definitely get the sense of dust you know like um, sort of uh, it you know cabal is a dusty cabal and they talk about that a lot in the book but it was something that I noticed um, before I read the uh, first book uh, little book in the trilogy uh, it, it was something I definitely noticed in the film as well it had to do with the coloring and kind of the softness but then there was also this use of 3D elements and I freaking love that when they sort of punctuate films with 3D elements that are a little bit more uh, easy to acknowledge like the, the buildings um, had a sort of Um, sternness like immobility to them and there was a sort of dusty sense of the place and then you know as the film progresses there's sort of a change in contrast the characters are brought out you know in contrast the the background's a little bit more faded and dustier and then you know the buildings and some of the uh, vehicles the um, military vehicles and then oh yeah uh, the flames like all of, and then some of the houses and the structures were all very concrete and immovable and stubborn and you felt like um, that you know they would not be moved and and it definitely I think it added to uh, the sense of constriction or or at least um, what the main characters were sort of up against exactly yeah um, but there was also this weather thing it was just like there's a lot of dust and stuff but then they would always talk about you know rain in the story it's like there's a line at the end saying something like um, uh, you know flowers uh, like uh, rain is what they bloom in the rain not in thunder not with thunder right exactly mm-hmm. And uh, and then also that you know the thunder again. There's another um, line about thunder and rain in the beginning, saying that you know thunders. You know you think the storm is going to be much worse, and then it winds up with much less rain than you think, mm-hmm. and um, which is really interesting to um sort of focus on in this dusty environment you know well, yeah because i like, was like really
2: you were lovely. referencing that and i'm like wait was there a moment in the movie where it rained because i don't remember that but I'd like no. oh no wait they were no. referencing it well, I, guess, that yeah. was, okay. I guess
3: when you when you when you live in a desert like, you, you, yeah. you mythologize rain and and in, right. in a way that you know yeah i guess you wouldn't if she lives
0: like yeah it's like dust and rain equates to despair and hope. You know?
3: it, it's, I'm sorry, it's all, I, all I can think of right now is how, like, oh God, I follow way too many people on Twitter who are from LA, and every uh-huh. single bloody time it rains in LA, <laughs> <Yeah>. everyone <laughs> tweets about it. Like yeah. they've never seen rain before.
0: <laughs> the stuff is falling from the sky is crying on
3: me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I, I i think um it's it's crazy actually you know the fact is that i didn't think about it um but the film doesn't have like a you know the muddy problem that it could easily yeah. have it's not um um and it doesn't even need the uh the like cut out fantasy sequences. Um, to to make it more colorful, they've kind of found like a richness in the environment itself, oh, yeah. um, which could easily be like really muddy and brown and <laughs> and everything. Uh, to make that kind of, uh, I guess, not pleasant to look at, but interesting to look at.
2: Yeah, there was difference in the coloration. Obviously, like there's there's the color of the setting, but then you have other colors, and like say mm. in the scene. Where, like you know, the clothes that they might be wearing—it
3: makes like for some that. beautiful lighting too. In the yes. scene, in the scene when um, uh, Pavana and her friend go uh, searching for the sweets mm-hmm. in, in in like the back alleys, there's this like beautiful yeah. like blue sunlight uh, on everything. That's quite unique, and it makes it feel, um, you know, like specific to that part of the world or specific to that place
0: yeah yeah, and the marketplace definitely um, you know becomes a little bit more colorful I don't know it's just uh, it's beautiful yeah Mm.
3: Mm. subtle differences in the colors but enough
0: to make it stand
2: out which is really impressive because it's like normally you think like oh in order to catch the eye, that's gotta be really eye popping. But this prune you know, this film didn't need that. It's just like, no, it's there there's color in it for sure. Mm-hmm. So it's not all like you said the same color, but it's it's enough only just enough that it feels like the actual, like the kind of colors you would see in the actual lo- actual location.
3: Yeah, it's same it's same like um like Yvonne was saying with the with the acting style. It's like it's mm-hmm. just enough to get the point across. It doesn't it doesn't hammer anything home too much, you know. It lets you, um, it lets you discover each each setup really, you know, mm-hmm. with the way that people sort of, you know, uh, avert their gaze or struggle to look at something, and like you can see these people really thinking and feeling things, and yeah, yeah, it's that, so that it's so easy to like talk about all the other dazzling parts of it that it's easy, you know, to just forget how good the acting is as well.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The animation the acting is beautiful. I mean, there's so many little moments that, you know, we're just, as usual, <laughs> so many <laughs> little moments that um, that are, yeah, you, you used to go, oh, yeah, great acting. You're like, it's animation. It's beautiful, beautiful animation. <laughs> <laughs> Capturing the most human moments. And, um, yeah, terrific. I mean, and even, I mean, you get a full sense of the uh, character, uh, what's her name, Sh- Sh- Shosia? Shazia? Shazia? Uh, the, Shazia, the uh, 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 uh friends, you know, their whole her whole relationship with her family. Oh, yeah. And the strain between her, there's just one line and the rest of it is, you know, like acting about how, you know, I am a good son. My father is not a good father.
2: <laughs> yeah, you see her um, tense up. Every single time when her look. family is mentioned, you just see yeah. her body language change. And just from how she's standing and turn her facial yeah. expression, like it just immediately like changes because right. you're know, thinking yeah. back on her family and how much of a bad situation she's in.
0: Yeah, and she says, you know, like she sort of breaks out of the whole moment in a way, in the sense of active of desperation when she's like, it brings even more reality to the film when she's just like, life is not stories, you know. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there's like just one line. They de- definitely really, uh, um, you know, capture the book um, and the story in, in little moments like that, in just little lines. Yeah, there's short lines. Right and...
1: And the relationship with that friend's really good as well, because yeah. it doesn't just feel like, hey, this is my friend, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mary Exposition. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yes, here are the rules we have to remember, <laughs> or anything like that.
0: Yes, I've seen that character so many Don't times. forget...
2: <laughs> don't forget, don't forget Paul, sure Paul don't Wanner for, that, make sure they don't find out you're a boy because shenanigans yeah. well, will happen. Yeah, you forgot. Yeah, your and hat. they don't need to do
1: any of that. They don't need to do any of that. They just. You your it just us. feels. Thank it just goodness. feels like a real, real friendship and things like that. Uh, and yeah, and yeah, the the moment when she recognises her is amazing as well. Oh, it's wonderful. Because uh-huh. you're like, oh no, she's going to get found out.
3: It's a, it's a real friendship, but um. I guess, like we're in full spoilerville. Right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, um, that curtain's been lifted. Uh, I I like how it sort of it it has um uh not not like a limit, but it has an expiration date. Like there comes a point where it's like, okay, you know, like it, and and that's again when the world feels really brutal because there's no time for this friend. This friendship was born literally out of necessity. Mm. And, you know, we got to keep marching on. And uh, apparently the um, the rest of the books, or at least the second one in the trilogy, is based on Shazia.
0: Really? It's about Shazia. Yeah. I'm about, well, I I actually read partway into the second one because I couldn't stop. And then I was just like, stopping <laughs> yeah. and stop and it, I stop it. It's like work on the actual like get your notes together <laughs> but um seriously they're really it's they're really it's a great read um <laughs> but i haven't seen her brought up yet oh, okay um, so
3: i was lied to happen. by someone <laughs>
0: but i don't know maybe maybe she just doesn't come out like i didn't get um i only got part of the way through
3: it might so be the they're third really one. really good. There
0: are other characters. There are, like, whole other characters. I mean, mm. I really
3: wonder if they're.
0: They could easily pick up and do a part two and part three. <laughs>
2: interesting. I yeah. yeah. That'd be interesting for sure. Yeah. But so yeah. let me. If I, I may, may ask. Do something
1: else. If, if
2: <laughs> I may ask, and just if we can get yeah, that, yeah. while we're in the spoiler territory, in terms of the books, um, from what the ones that you've read so far, um. The what is the scope compared to the movie? Was like the scope? Is it like the whole events of the first movie or this movie is um in the first book or is it like yeah. spread out? Or is like the are the events that we're seeing possibly spread out between the other the other different uh. Installers? No,
0: it was a it was the first book. It was the first book. There actually there's like another child in the um book and uh, oh, okay and uh. Yeah the baby is a girl I think um oh hm and uh yeah it's interesting i mean there are little changes like that that um the mother and and uh the mother creates a school um in the ah. book with a friend of hers and also kind of falls into a depression she's helped out, out of by another woman who is also sort of like the like sort of a sporty physical education teacher who's just oh like, wow um, yeah it's really interesting there are a lot of really great characters I mean it's it's uh, it's just a little bit more um, full it's you know there's more times to to really um, add more characters in a book so you can kind of um, maybe do that I and mean, that's part of it I suppose I don't yeah know, I don't yeah like, that's the difference
2: between when episode. a film where you have a certain amount of time. To yeah. tell a complete story, as opposed to a book, I mean, you can, you, you can have as many pages of the story as you want, but it depend that'll that'll shift the the kind of genre yeah. or type of story that I,
0: it is, right? And I think that's why I was kind of focusing on the like the fairy tale version is because it, it does feel a little bit more um simplified to um sort of to create a set a second point, you know what I mean? Like um, mm-hmm. um like there's a, another message that they're trying to get across, um, mm-hmm. and using using the sort of a simplified version of the story to, as a vehicle for that um and i think it's really effective um but yeah the the books are uh yeah there are other characters in in the, the books and then the mother and daughter definitely have a um stronger have stronger more realistic roles and mm. um the hero is still she's still you know a hero for sure but she sort of really comes into her own in the second book a little bit more than in the first honestly
2: okay gotcha
0: that's fascinating I mean, she just still has to do all this stuff but she's it's a little bit more realistic basically like you you should cut your hair off and be a boy and she's like I don't want to cut my hair <laughs> you know what I mean so it's kind of like very real there's some hesitation I mean... there yeah she's just like I don't want to cut my hesitation. hair
2: realistic hesitation and,
0: and, uh, and then as you know she realizes that it's she has no choice and then she steps up but they give her a moment to step up so it's a little bit more realistic within the like sort of adult child dynamic you know mm-hmm. what I mean because gotcha. she's a young girl yeah Yeah, but
1: I think I I prefer... Obviously, that's, you know, the way they've done it in the book, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I think I I prefer the idea of her making the choice herself, because it gives her more oh yeah it's a more agency as, yeah it's definitely would say <laughs> and
0: there's always a, there's a lot more bickering and stuff in the book between the older sibling and the younger girl too you know what i mean but um and all mm-hmm. that stuff i mean basically any of those choices if they had been made differently in the film would have created could have created an entirely different character you know what i mean like if she's like putting her foot down it's like what the heck would that seem like you know what i mean like I, mean, I don't there wasn't i don't think there would have necessarily been enough time or at least I mean, they would have had to sort of revamp a lot of it you know Know what i mean mm-hmm. it would have been a different different film gotcha i think anyway who knows <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: we should all write a new screenplay
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: test
2: it out <laughs> so we've talked quite a bit about this movie was there anything else any like you know points we wanted to make before we move on to the water cooler
1: what about the um the the we talked about the animation acting but what about what do you think of the uh, the the voice actors as well i thought they were really good very excellent and, uh, yes i agree and also obviously the <laughs> casting was completely appropriate um which could you know could teach lessons to some other people <laughs>
2: <laughs> i want to know who played the little brother cuz he was just precious <laughs> <laughs>
3: I really like that they left um, a lot of the, uh, I don't know what you'd call them, uh, like a few words here and there, and like family yeah. uh, honorifics, I think you call them, or family pet names, like yeah. untranslated. Like the papa, mm. the word for papa, I had to
2: like look that Boba? up. Boba? <laughs> Boba, I think yeah. is what she called him.
3: Mm-hmm. And, ma- and mama, mama John. Mama John, yeah, and stuff like that, Yeah. yeah. That that was um that that was cool um, it sort of added, uh, like an extra layer of realism to it. I think. Right, and they didn't um, just change it. <laughs> I yeah, know. I I mean I don't know how you could have, um, like, what's the word like gone too over the top with the voice acting, um. But the fact that they didn't was was great um and you know like to be i think like the in, in in a way it sounds a bit backhanded um but uh you know the fact that the girl who played pawana carried the whole movie essentially and she never once got annoying or whiny or preachy <laughs> or anything it was very honest um Performance, and I think that's a compliment to say that I kind of didn't notice i was mm-hmm. I was convinced I was co- completely convinced of her the whole time oh
2: yeah, yeah.
3: for sure
0: and, yeah, and that's the thing she definitely has a strength of um, personality and character, and she's rebellious um slightly rebellious too which which is strength you know in the situations like she is kind of a warrior um oh um Moala, is that the? Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, there's like a, a which, sort of which... mythological heroine. Ah, um, hmm. uh, what the heck is her name? But they mention a story um, in the beginning. Where are my notes? <laughs> um, in the beginning about. Um, but uh, anyway, she's she's sort of this hero warrior, and just um, by virtue of, of, of her, her personality as well, and and that really shines through in the books, like um, especially in the second book. But um, but you know that definitely comes across in the film naturally, right? Yeah, she doesn't have a moment. Where she's like, "How will I do this?" And then like, <laughs> and then she's her sidekick gives her hope, her magical sidekick. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. comes in. It's like. This is how you do it. Like no, no, yeah, we don't need
1: exactly. that. We that. Don't need that song. hair. Babana and her talking raccoon.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: By golly, you've got to dress up as a boy. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a. He's, a, he's got a. Um, yeah, no, some, why, action, why, why, some why, reason.
2: Am why am I all of a sudden thinking of Mulan My goodness. <laughs>
3: oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, there's a th- th- yeah, there's a thought. It didn't it didn't um uh it, the world of dreams and stories was very much separated from the harshness of the real world, and there wasn't like you know, seeing your ancestors in the clouds kind of moment it was yeah yeah they, they, was, there was that, in that awkward. sense it was brutal as well,
0: right, except that the stories were almost like it's almost like the living word, it's almost like the whole it's like uh yeah, but, but not like with the Bible stuff, but like you know, but that's what it but really I mean that's kind of what it was, you know what I mean the stories mm-hmm. became something that are living and thriving and and um served a utilitarian purpose, almost. I mean, in the beginning, you know, her father is a teacher, so so he he, 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 wrote, he says something in the beginning about how um, stories teach you that everything changes, and, you know, he, in the very beginning, he's teaching her, um, you know, cultural stories. And, and yeah. at this point, you know, the books are restricted, and, um, you know, so sort of passing down stories from generation to generation are what they have left at the moment. Um, uh-huh. And, uh, you know, in that way The stories are, they almost become practical applications And, and you know
2: Well, well in the way I, they are I mean, one of the things I really enjoyed about yeah. the, that scene In particular, when he's talking about the importance of stories And then also, when we see um, She's continuing the story She's telling it to a friend And her friend's kind of playfully Making her own changes into it It's the fact that stories are, you know In their own way, they're alive And that they're always changing They're always Mm -hmm. being, um, you know, people will hear stories, and then when they tell it to the next person, they might, you know, decide to throw something in. Or at least, you know, they might interpret the story that they heard in a different way so that when they tell it to someone else, the person who they tell it to will have a different meaning. And that way, the stories are always changing. They're they're kind of living things that, you know, as they're passed on between different people, constantly evolve.
0: It's an interesting thought, considering that the restrictions that they're talking about are all based on like uh, religious text that's been uh, interpreted in a different way.
3: Ooh! Um, wow! Oh, I man, that didn't.
2: That's that that's didn't hit fascinating. Me until just now! Oh my goodness! That's
3: <laughs> fascinating. It's it's um, I I guess it's that thing of I I can't think of any anything like it right now, but. They serve a purpose and they too have an expiration date and they need yeah. to be um, cared for and pruned and reinvented mm-hmm. to stay alive.
2: To make sense in the world that you are now living, living in, because the world is always changing.
3: Good. I guess, I'm i thinking of Book of Mormon in the same mm-hmm. like thread of that, Yvonne. Like, uh, you know, the prescribed story isn't relevant and you've got to make a new one.
0: Yeah. And that some text yo, know, that some text is living and some text is not, and what's the difference? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and who cares? And and, and I g well see the thing is is that like in the in the most brutal sense I think you said it before, Yvonne. Like there's a real absurdity to being so fanatical about obviously about anything but about um a text be it religious or or political or whatever Mm -hmm. um to the point where you're willing to just destroy i still can't get over the fact that like what what women expected to do like if your husband died would you just starve would that be the preferred thing yeah It, it it's it's utterly horrific to think yeah, about. I
2: mean, it kind of reflects in the movie, too, like when, near the end, with the um, the yeah. one guy who was helping out uh, Pavana to get her father, and he was trying to get him out safely, and he's um, held at gunpoint, and he, he honestly looks up to the guy who's holding a gunpoint and he's like, mm. do you see what's happening here? Right. Yeah, yeah
3: he's like, yeah, it's just, it's just one yeah. guy, like, like, it's just like gonna... You,
0: you, yeah. And that's the thing. That's the difference too. I mean, and you could hold those two things together. Like, so you have. So, say we're talking about um, cultural stories, and say we're talking about um, religious uh, stories in that context. And you have, you know, groups of people taking um, text word for word, and uh, and holding people's feet to the fire, <laughs> literally, um, hmm. based on text. Um, and then you have, you know, on the other side of it, and, and to an absurd degree, to, uh, to a degree yeah. that, that is hurtful and, and, yeah. and makes no sense and is, is is self-destructive, and then on the other side you have, um, you know, this young girl is creating stories, um, mm-hmm. creating uh, folklore um and, and being and creating um, in a magical way these stories on the fly. And there is something to be said about that contrast. Yeah, that gives um, her
2: comfort. That gives, um, like you said, like it becomes a bit of a mantra. It, it, now that you've pointed it, you brought attention to it. It is a very interesting like, uh, idea or that's, that's potentially explored with this film. I mean, not, whether or not that's actually something the film was trying to do in the first place, can't really say. But it right. is very fascinating to think about.
3: I'm sure it was right. a conversation that was had, um, because right. it's, yeah. it's it's it's, it's it very like, much yeah. what the film's about.
2: Mm-hmm. That's true. Man, that's a lot. That's a lot to cover. in One film. It's it's good though. <laughs> it's yeah. great. The
1: film is amazing. I mean, it's
2: really rip, flipping
3: good. I love it. Well, like I, I always think like the movies that you know you you are still cheering on. You know weeks i mean i saw this like a few weeks ago now and yeah i'm still and it's still fresh in my mind i haven't re- i've only seen it once mm-hmm. um and it's still completely fresh in my mind and i'm still chewing on it
2: yeah and i'm definitely as soon as i have the opportunity to get it for myself i will m- do so without hesitation because i feel this is a movie like I kind of feel this way, like my like films like the Iron Giant and so forth. Like there are films, certain films that I've seen that I feel like I have to share with other people, and this is definitely one of those movies. I want to share this with people, to to tell them to see, like t- to look at this movie and what it's talking about and what it's doing and how it presents a story or a narrative in animation that is, you know, it's with mature, with mature, you know, with maturity and realism. You know, to a degree, and just it's those are the mm-hmm. kinds of animated films that I, you know, in a way, want to champion and say, you know, more people need to be aware of this thing, of this movie's existence, because it it deserves to be recognized for what it did.
0: Definitely.
1: Yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> yes. Awesome. And that's our discussion on the breadwinner. Thank you very much for joining us for this episode. And if you're curious about checking out any of our other podcast recordings or episodes, feel free to go ahead and check, check out our podcast page on the Animation for Adults website. We also have our episodes available via iTunes, Podcast.com, and Stitcher. If you're looking to follow the latest in animation news, reviews, and, and other fun features, such as Web Animation Watch and the Watch This Animated Shorts, Feel free to go ahead to check out the rest of the website and follow us on our social medias. We are on Facebook, Twitter, at AFA Blog, Tumblr, Pinterest, and Instagram, just to name a few. If you're interested in supporting the website and help us continue to grow our features, by all means, visit our Patreon page. And also, we have an account with, uh, with a website called Coffee, where you can buy us a virtual cup of coffee. So if you ever want to support us, please you know send us. Even if you can't support us financially, by all means, email us at, at editors at animationforadults.com. And please let us know your feedback for our podcast episodes and any other features that we have on the website. So we can get your feedback and see what you like, see what you don't like. Always interested in hearing everyone, you know opinions on how we can grow the website. So feel free to send us your feedback. If you want to get in touch with any of us personally, um you can find my you can find me typically on Twitter at fail 2 ninja uh Chris where can we find you
1: uh, mr crystal on Twitter and Facebook
2: and for Dan you can find him mostly on Twitter at uh, at hamu and Yvonne is typically on, on Twitter is at I snare I snare uh, Isnare underscore ink apologies apologies and definitely we'll also make sure that there is a link to uh the her website of Anim Animation Nights New York, or Annie. So, if you're interested in submitting your short films, uh, definitely look into that because it is an awesome, awesome festival, and it needs to be supported. All right, I that, think That about wraps up today's episode. So, hope you all have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next time. Take care.
1: My family is in a desperate situation. I'm sorry, child. Girl, stop when I tell you.
3: You're Bawana! Shazia?
1: When you're a boy, you can go anywhere you like.
3: I'm going to find Boba. No, you're not. I'm going. There's nothing you can do to stop me.
1: Maybe if we think of it like a story, huh? a happy story or a
3: sad story. Just wait and see.
1: Everybody needs just the right amount of fuel to get going in the morning. For some, a nice McDonald's egg and cheese bagel is just enough to do it. Others might prefer a McDonald's bacon egg and cheese bagel. Or perhaps a sausage, egg, and cheese bagel. And there are those where nothing will do but a hearty McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Four different breakfast bagels to get you going. Tomorrow morning, give your engine a head start at participating McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. At Busch Gardens Town,
0: rekindle the spirit of holiday traditions for you and your family. Delight in the wonder of over 10 million twinkling lights. Cherish the moments as you enjoy new holiday shows and visit Santa and Rudolph. And immerse yourself in a world transformed by the season at the world's most beautiful theme park. The holidays shine brightest at Busch Gardens Christmastown. Select dates through January 2nd. Right now, it's the best deal of the season. Save over 50% with tickets as low as $24.99.
1: Restrictions apply.